Good evening, Professor. How are we? I'm well, boss lady. How are you doing tonight? Good. What's our situation tonight? Something about, I think my partner's only with me for the money. That's it. That's that, what, 1995, 96, 97 movie? What was it? Jerry Maguire uh, between an agent and a, I want to say it was a football player. I didn't go look this up. Mm. But he's just yelling at the agent, show me the money, show me the money. Of course, yeah, you probably sure have. Yeah, that's been, I'm telling age here. That, that's that <laughs> been a few months ago, yeah. okay. much less years ago. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm sure we've had some uh, uh, leaders. Uh, I've had that in my life where they're looking for the money. But of course, they're saying, bring us the money. Mm -hmm. This is to show me the money. Anyway, in this particular event, if my mind is correct, uh, on who was going to be traded or the player was going to be traded. And so they wanted to know who was going to pay them the most for which team they went to. Mm, anyway. Yeah, that kind of goes on these days. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. An interesting story. Anyway, I guess we can all watch the movie and uh, replay that, relive some of it. Yeah, I put that on the list. <laughs> In this situation for tonight, though, we're later with the beat the professor. We're looking at it more at the angle that you've mentioned, that uh, the person thinks their partner's only with them for the money. And the first question becomes, what's the background to establish that? Well, I don't know what the uh, challenger tonight will have on that, the master. But uh, for me, I used it that uh, a young lady uh, seemed to be the moneymaker of the family. Um, she's thinking about marrying this particular person because the individual is quite entertaining to her. And they've spent, you know, several months together. And she's like, well, this can make it. They've talked about marriage and how he's going to be the stay-at-home parent for the kids when they have children. So everything's pretty good, uh, going well between the two of them. But they go to this particular party, this outing, and uh, some nice-looking uh, young lady happens to ask him, uh, are you in a relationship? And he didn't realize that uh, his partner was kind of close in ear's range. And so he said, yeah. And she said, lady asked him, is it serious? And he said, well, presently it's just all about the money. And mm -hmm. of course the partner almost dropped her tea. Yeah. <laughs> she had in her hand <laughs> on that one, much less uh, spewing it out. Uh, like, whoa, what? So anyway, she comes to her senses that maybe there's something underlying here and of the relationship and not truthfulness. So anyway, for those who uh, are on the website will attend, you can hear our spin on that and how we address it. But I'm going to carry this again since I'm having my touch base with you to see what I've been doing this week on studying on the topic. Uh, I'm going to turn to the Bible, if that would be all right. Okay. Folks, this is a tough topic, okay? And I'm saying that from my perspective in covering it, and you may think it's a tough perspective when you think about wealth and how that plays into Christianity. And the reason I say that, even in the Old Testament, and I'm going to run back to the book of Job, Job, who, of course, suffered from the bulls uh, at the ending point, but also he lost his family because God allowed Satan to be mean to Job. Because Job said, you know, if you just let me do these, or Satan said to God, if you let me do these things, God, to Job, he'll renounce you. He'll curse you. Well, Job never did. Uh, 
But the point to be made are the people, his friends who came to see him, Job, they told Job that he must have done something wrong because he was losing his wealth. He lost all of his cattle. They died, lost all his sheep. They died. Law, 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 excuse me. And so they were of the belief at that time that God favored the wealthy and gave them wealth because they were good people. And by the way, this continued uh, in the Old Testament, even into the New Testament. When Christ came, um, he had a difficult time trying to explain to the disciples that wealth does belong to God, but God doesn't give you wealth just because he favors you. And it has always been this thing, if you're wealthy, then it must be again that you are on God's side. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And we're also going to cover the part why wealth is a hindrance uh, to our salvation. Uh, so I'm going to start off by saying that Jesus did use money to try to teach us a few things. First, in one of his parables, when he completed, he told us not to store up our earthly possessions. Uh, because in doing so, uh, rot, rust, whatever will come and they'll be gone. But your possessions that you store up, that wealth, should be in heaven. So that's number one. The, the second thing that he brought to our attention is that we don't need to invest all of our time into ourselves. And that's what most of us do when we think about can we make more money at the job or whatever. We start thinking about the vacations we can take, the new car that we can have, the bigger home. Mm, got that jacuzzi in there and also that hot tub with the jacuzzi outside. And then we turn around and say, oh, the jacuzzi hot tub. And then we've got a pool, swimming pool, you know, a big Olympic size swimming pool, the million dollar home. The problem is we're starting to invest in ourselves. And that leads us to the point of asking the question, can wealthy people really go to heaven? And that gets a little scary. I talked about Job, but we also have other people, and this was in the Old Testament. Um, we also have other people in the Old Testament, Abraham, uh, his son Isaac, and then Jacob. We know that they were quite wealthy, and we presume also that they were favored by God, and of course, they will be in heaven. And of course, you already know the kings, Saul, David, Solomon, they were all wealthy as well, which would be expected of a king, but none of these people were poor. But then you come back to the New Testament again, and I know I'm jumping between the two, but just trying to get this settled in our minds. Jesus makes mention that would it would be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it would for a rich man to go to heaven. So going back to our initial premise, can wealthy people go to heaven? Now, hold it. What's that needle? <laughs> and the needle is, the gates in the cities back in the Old Testament, when it was nightfall, they would have smaller gates, but not the major gate that people could still come through. But the major gate would be shut down. So these smaller gates were very small in width. And so, don't, I'm sorry, camels were typically loaded. They're a big beast, a big beast of burden to carry things. Mm -hmm. They were so loaded, they couldn't go through the needle. So they, the rider would have to, of course, get off the camel, unload the camel, and still it was a squeeze for the camel to get through that small gate. You say, well, why would they have small gates instead of the big one open? Well, because they're afraid they were going to get invaded. 
So it'd be difficult for invaders to go through that small gate with mm -hmm. all their weaponry, et cetera. And they could, quote, staff, you know, one or two people there and sentries, if you want to call it, to easier, be easier to monitor that. So, you know, Christ made another point. Wealthy people are going to have a tough time going to heaven. So when we start thinking about this, what is money really supposed to be used for? And Jesus is hammering us because it's not about us. And you say, well, if I can't, if, if I can't have wealth and go to heaven, I don't need wealth. Correct? Well, that's not really correct either. Because Jesus does tell us that God does give us wealth. Let's go back to Job in the Old Testament to start there. Then I'll come back to Jesus. Job said with his wealth, and when the, the, his friends were telling him, you know, you got all these bulls, lost all your livestock, your family's dead and so on, because there's something you must have done wrong. And of course, his wife is telling him, curse God, you know, let's just get this over with. But Job says, you know, I took care of the poor. Uh, I'm a father to the fatherless. I, I take care of widows. I've saved those that were caught in the snare of the teeth of someone who is wicked, and I pulled them out and saved them. So what Job was saying, I know I'm rich, or at least I was, mm -hmm. but I was using my riches to help others. And folks, this is an important point. Because now I'm going to jump to two parables that Jesus brought to our attention. One, there was this tax collector when Jesus was going through the land and teaching. I believe it's, he was pronounced Zacchaeus. But anyway, he was a Jewish tax collector. And when he heard Jesus preaching, he wanted to be closer to Jesus, to find out more of what this lesson was, the gospel that Jesus was teaching. And so after he spoke with Jesus and heard that message, he told Jesus, he said, I'm going to give half of everything I own to the poor. And he said, and of course, the collectors back then were not necessarily fair and honest with the people. And he said, and all the people that I have cheated in collecting taxes, I'm going to, that remaining half, I'm going to give back to them fourfold, four times what I stole or took from them that I shouldn't. And Jesus more or less says, welcome. You know, you're, you're in heaven now. Your heart is right. Hmm. The second one, a young man goes to Jesus and says, what do I need in order to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, well, keep the commandments. And he says, oh, I've kept those from my youth up. What else is there? Kind of a challenge, a test. And Jesus said, go and sell everything you have. Give it to the poor. Come and follow me. The young man was saddened, and he went away saddened because he had wealth. Hmm. So we can't get to heaven because we're wealthy, right? What happened to the tax collector? Well, it looks like he's going to be there. What happened to Job? Looks like he's going to be there. Well, you mentioned Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Can you talk about them a minute? Well, I'll talk about Abraham. Abraham, when he first came to know God, he met one of the prophets back in the day, and he was favored by the prophet in a particular cause. And so he promised 
at that point to give 10% of everything he had right at that time over to the God that he has been taught of. Mm-hmm. He gave. So here's where the rub comes in, folks. We are stewards for God when we're here. God owns everything. He owns all the money. Let's just get it right. Okay. So when you make money, what are you doing with the money? And the answer is you need to be helping others. He wants his children to be taken care of. And there will be those who have been injured, who are poor. And just like you boss giving quite heavily to St. Jude's, you're fulfilling the best that you can. Again, what is being requested of us. Be good stewards of God's family. Now, I'm going to jump just a little bit and say, well, that's great. I don't need to work them that much. And I just, what little I've got, I'll give a little bit here and there. And then wealthy folks, I'm blinking my eyes, need to give to me. Well, there's another one in there. It is the parable of the talents that I'm going to throw in there. And that means, bottom line, folks, we must work. We can't be lazy. You know, remind me of the story. The story is there was a master who had three individuals who worked for him, three servants. One he turned around and he gave five talents to. The second he gave three, and the third one he gave one. Now you say, well, was the talents bags of gold or silver? If you want to look at it that way. You can also interpret it to say it's we each have our own unique talents. You know, I I can't sing as well as some of these uh, pop artists that are out there or even the country music singers wish I could. I don't have the ear for it. I'm sorry. Probably don't have the voice either. Okay, I can't make as much wealth as some of the wealthiest of the wealthy. I'm I'm just not good. And, you know, I, I don't envy them. And I'll get to that in just a moment. But I do what I can. And so the parable of talents touches, teaches us that every person has talents, right? And you got to use your talents that God gave you. Because the story goes that the one who had five talents, when the master went away and then returned, the one that five had doubled. So the master has 10 now, whatever he left. Mm-hmm. The one who had five, I'm sorry, the one who had three, doubled as well. So if it was three bags of gold, now there was six. The one who had one, though, he hid, sheltered that, because he knew, as he told the master, I knew you were harsh, you're tough, and I want to be sure just to return to you what you gave me. And the master punished him, told him to get away from me. You're not a part of mine anymore. More or less, I would say, from God's perspective, he's just going to spew you out of his mouth because you're this lukewarm. Mm. And a lot of us are not trying as hard as we should in that God wants us to help others and use what lot or what little wealth we have to try to improve those that are less fortunate than we are. And so we all have to work. The other part to the story that sometimes we forget is we shouldn't compare what we have in talents against what someone else has. God has a purpose for all of us. It's not our business, the person who got the you know five talents or the three talents and I only got the one. God rewards you the same if you do your best in order to mm-hmm. make things on earth even better 
for those that you're with. And it's a test. I, I don't know what it means on the other side, but the giving and helping is what's very important to God for us to be good stewards. Hmm. Yeah. So you need to go make money, need to work hard, thank God for it, but you need to give and give and give. I want to share something with you that was quite touching to me. It had come across my mind years back in talking about stewardship. But Martin Luther King, I want you to listen to these words and think about them. He says there are three conversions. I'm going to repeat that. Three conversions that are necessary. And, of course, that's applying to all of us. Number one, conversion of the heart. That's smart. Mm -hmm. Number two, conversion of the mind. He hit it. What's the third? Oops, I don't have my billfold out. Conversion of, and you can't hardly see my hand, so I'll just have to tell you because I went away then. <laughs> I didn't want you to see my money. <laughs> Hold it. Here it is. I got one. Let me reach over here. I left this out. Conversion of the purse. And you can't even see the purse here. <laughs> Maybe the boss can show you. No, it won't show. It's a $50 bill. There we are. <laughs> money. Conversion of your money. money. Show me the money. And Martin Luther King's got it right. We always say heart, soul, and mind. We probably should say heart, mind, and money. Let's get it right. That's where we are. So I'm going to leave you tonight with the comment, can the wealthy go to heaven? And the first question I'm going to ask you, what is wealth? If you've got one talent, you've got wealth. And believe you me, I think we all have got talents. I really do. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I may be poor compared to most people because my one talent doesn't help make as much money mm -hmm. as someone else does. Right. But if I'm working and those of us that do have more see that that person's trying, guess what, folks? You need to bring out the $50 bills. Help them when they need help. But think about what Job said. Job said, for those who were fatherless and needed help, he helped. For those who were widows and needed help, he helped. Those that were about to be caught in someone else's snare or were caught, he used his wealth to help them. Mm -hmm. So is 10% enough to give the tie as Abraham started? Is that sufficient? Figure out your heart on that one. Because 10% for you, and if you're making quite a bit a year, 200,000 bucks a year. That ain't much, folks. It really isn't because you got a lot of nice cars going on behind the scenes. Been there, so I understand it. Okay. If you're just making 50,000, $20,000 a year, that may be a, a different story. And by the way, talents are not always measured in money either. Some folks are just good with their hands. They may be great painters. They may be great cooks. I don't know. And so they can do things, though, that can help others. Paint, sell your paintings to help others. Mm -hmm. Cook, cook food, you know, care to these places. And I know I'm getting a little bit off the line here, but I'm just having you to think. Wealth comes in different ways. But y'all got a talent. We all must use it. And bottom line, don't worry about what everybody else has got. Stay in your own lane. Look at your own business. Be a good steward of what God gave you. Mm -hmm. So can the wealthy go to heaven? I think we're all wealthy in a way because God gave us a talent. Now use your talent. <laughs> and 
I got to go get a little bit more to use a towel. I'll get to St. Jude's again. <laughs> I'm done, awesome. Bob. I really like that. That is so true. I'm just hoping you don't have any questions, but if you do, I understand. No, I, I don't. I, you know, totally get what you're saying. And, you know, no matter what position you're in, try to give when you can and what you can, you know, make sure, you know, your basics are met as yep. a person. I mean, you, you know, but definitely, um, yeah. And like you said, it doesn't have to be money. It could be helping out with the, even with the uh, soup kitchens and things like that, something, you know. So as long as your heart's there and your mind and however you can do it. So. Well, before I leave, I get to suck up to the boss here, just so y'all can hear this. <laughs> she gives a lot. She gives a lot of time to help others. Her heart is really right. And I'm not doing this to uh, try to flavor myself, so to speak, or see myself better. But I just want to know, you to know, why I joined with her. Because it's there, there's something there in these certain people that are out there, and she is one of them, that she can help you. And the website's helped me tremendously. That no matter what your wealth, wealth is, and even if you're way on up there, and I understand you, I've been there when I was there in the working force, and my answer to that is she will help you learn how to fit your role into serving God and being that servant. It's all about servitude. All right, I'm done now. Thanks Thank for letting you. me stay. And you give off, too. We appreciate well, you. I, I've learned it from you. <laughs> I'll keep studying the Bible, and I'll keep doing these touch bases as long as you have me. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, boss. Everybody have a great week. Thank you, Thanks folks. Take care. Bye-bye.